He's back from the reboot, so Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin are back at the Scum and Villainy Cantina for Fat Man Beyond. Join Kevin and Mark on 420, Saturday, April 20th at 3 p.m. You can also catch Fat Man Beyond on Tuesday, April 30th at 8 p.m. Tickets and info at csmod.com. Hit me! Episode 294. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek. You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. Some things seem like a good idea. Sometimes they later feel like they're not. Hey, everybody, welcome. Another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. Sans Trent. No Trent Asta a key. Not sure what happened and really hope uh, everything's okay with him. Not to imply that there's not, but, you know, just uh, one of those things. You uh, hope everything's okay. Anyway, uh, moving on. Welcome. Uh, hope you're all doing well. If you want to take part in the program, you can. One of many ways. I will even switch my view so I can see it. Uh, that is via Twitter. That is hashtag NetHeads. Uh, very simple and easy to use. Uh, so simple and easy to use, a small child uh, might be able to repeat what it is, but not actually um, use it, I don't think. Uh, also, I believe it's running if you wanted to hop on and ask a question or uh, discuss an issue or anything else that is NetHeads on air via Skype. Uh, anyway, I uh, hope everybody is uh, doing really swell. Uh, I actually uh, had a mm, kind of day, but um, the show must go on. I say that as a question purposely. Um had an interesting thing, though, that I did. Uh, there were a few things I wanted to talk about. But the one thing that ended up happening right before uh, going on, uh, well, not going on, when we were originally uh, scheduled to start, was uh, my wife is a big San Francisco Giants fan. And uh, we we had a situation where, um, sorry, I'm just wondering what's going on in the outside world right now. Um, anyway, I, uh, I, my wife wanted to be able to watch the game, but it wasn't on the usual place. Uh, usually we watch, I think it's NBC sports Bay area, uh, but it wasn't available there. So the, the question then was, uh, how do we get the game and, you know, exploring ways you can do it. Cause, uh, we cut the cable, even though the cable is still, uh, the internet. So, you know. It's more like you've deferred the cable to a different service in an attempt to save money. Anyway, uh, the game wasn't on where it's supposed to be. We checked, and we got a few different uh, options being posted. And then there was one that they always talk about on the channel as well when the game is live. And that's that you could go to the special, uh, you know, you could stream anytime. 
and so we did that. We I ended up going to the website. Now it was kind of frustrating because first I started in the uh, Fire TV Stick realm. That's where I was. Uh, up until about, I'd say, well, actually it was a good 10 minutes into the game. So it took me a bit of time going through this red round robin, just trying to get to the site. And then it, uh, offered to install an app, but that app was viewing the browser that I was using as an Android based one. And it wanted to send me over to Google's app store. And, uh, that didn't seem like it was going to work. And then we tried the major league baseball app. And, uh, that reminds me immediately after this, I've got to go on and cancel the subscription. I'm in the free trial right now because I could not get what I thought I could get. So got to take care of that. Uh, and then finally, uh, I just decided, well, wait a second. I had hooked up a, a Mac mini to the TV in order to uh, stream, uh, I think, A Star is Born. At the time, it was like an iTunes exclusive, and I don't have the Apple TV, uh, but apparently got Mac Mini laying around. So hooked that up, and that's what my wife and I used to watch that. And so then I went to the uh, website of the sports team. It's San Francisco Giants. I don't know why I'm not disclosing it. Um, I, I went to the the Giants. It's NBCSportsBayArea.com slash stream. And loaded that up, and then finally, it just loaded uh, right there in Safari on the Mac Mini. Took it full screen for my wife, and now you know she was able to watch the game. But I just found it really interesting trying to to hop through these little hoops and these these bits uh, in trying to do something that used to pretty much be taken for granted. And I know that if we maybe were still with Xfinity, we would have had something along the lines of a channel that we could have gone to, uh, an actual one, but you know, for us, different world. Uh, so if you guys have any experience in that realm as well, wouldn't mind, uh, you're sharing it and, and telling me about it. Um, cause, uh, definitely I, I, it's, it's still a world that's new to me. And I admit that there are some times when I should be adopting technology, probably at a rate I would expect faster than myself. Uh, but there are some things that I'm just behind the times on now, which is an odd feeling to kind of be slipping into as well. Uh, but you know, then again, uh, look at all the ridiculous crap I'm doing at once right here. So I guess I've got it together in ways that I actually care about. Hmm. Got a lot of questions with this one today. Uh, another thing too, uh, that I've wanted to bring up that, uh, I really haven't talked too in depth about was that, uh, one of the undertakings, I went here in my office was to, or in my workspace or whatever you want to call it, the room that I hog all to myself in order to do what I do. Um, that sounds weird too. Uh, I wanted to get all of the wires off of the ground. Like for, I don't think there's any time in my youngest daughter's life where it's ever been what you would consider safe for her to come in here. But you know, it's because I'm not trying to just have a computer screen and a laptop or a computer hooked up and doing something. Instead, I, uh, you know, I've got, uh, all kinds of ridiculous multiple computers and I'm working audio gear and uh, cameras and, you know, it's not your average workspace. That's for sure. Uh, but I wanted to get all the wires off of the ground cause I, it's something I'd never effectively done. I tried it once, didn't work and went this route and I think I did pretty well. Um, you know, unfortunately I couldn't do it for free. But I did find a way to do it at a relatively low cost. Um, one of them 
was uh, to get something because I've got multiple uh, laptops that are being used here, you know, and I, I wanted to have them in a more organized fashion because I literally had a desk space behind me, a small one, uh, just set up for a MacBook to sit on, which is bad because then eventually I end up stacking other things on it. And, and when you do that, you're, you're not effectively letting your computer expel the heat that it needs to. I, I was uh, able to, thank you, uh, Brian, Brian Stoner, uh, reaching out and saying, live sports is the only reason we keep our Xfinity. Can't live without my football. Go Hawks. Good for you, sir. Uh, and But that was one of the things. My wife's only uh, main, the only sports interest in the house is my wife's. Um, and uh, I love that the way this story tells out, it's not me trying to watch sports. It's me being the nerd messing around with technology so that my wife can watch sports. So, you know, clearly anybody that wants to do a, a any type of gender definition of things, uh, I'm going to blow that out of the water for you right there. All in one little statement and one real ridiculous little anecdote. Anyway, back to this. Uh, in order to get everything organized, I determined I needed to, to find a better way to store the laptops. I looked at a few DIY options, but then I just decided, you know what, spend 18 bucks on this piece of curved bamboo looking thing with three slots in it and put all the computers and, and laptops in there, which was uh, a way that I was also utilizing something that in my studio is a little, I don't want to say unique, but it's, it's dumb by design. I have a corner desk. I wanted an L-shaped desk. They always come as a corner desk, but the way I've got the desk uh, perimeter set up, I it freely admit I've got one, two, three, four 21 inch monitors going across. There's even one up to the left that I can look at. Don't ask. Uh, but with all these uh, set up the way they are, there is an effective dead space in that point of the desk that's supposed to join up with uh, the wall. It's very deep anyway. I mean, it's, it's in order to get this kind of space, it does that. That was a dead space. It was useless and it just became a place where things got stacked or put or uh, deferred for a moment. Or let me just set this here while I'm running out the door kind of place. Now having them stacked there, it, it gives the space a purpose and it allowed me a focal point for knowing everywhere that the majority of the wires, aside from the one PC tower that uh, runs uh, this very stream that I'm sitting on now. Um, other than uh, that one, everything's now centralized in either that laptop rack or the one that's up here. It's running a little thin top client and it is literally stickied onto the back of that monitor. So that computer's up there, that one's down there, everything else focusing right there. And I then realized if I continued to take the space that was effectively dead because I've got the monitors coming to a point, uh, and also there's just a um, amount of space that I can't reach. And with all these monitors are actually put up on monitor arms and clamped uh, to the sides of the desk, or in this case, permanently mounted there and clamped on this side. And by doing that, you know, I got a lot of free space on the desk because I've lifted them up to a good viewing area. So I'm ergonomically correct for the amount of time I sit in here, at least in that respect. Uh, slouching still probably a major issue. Uh, but you know, I was able to put a lot of things underneath the monitor area. So the mixer that I had was then able to be moved over into the continuation of that dead space. So it goes my keyboard, the mixer, laptops. I put the Wi-Fi uh, router right there as well because this way I'm able to directly connect those things in directly to it. Um, long way of saying then I moved everything underneath. So I've got lots of Velcro straps that I was able to use deep down underneath. Um, and then 
I, sorry, I'm, I'm being told that I should also be checking Facebook, which is, a, which is a valid argument. But at the same time, if I do that, I'm going to possibly uh, distract myself or bring myself audio that technically I don't want to hear on the stream. Anyway, yeah, let's check it anyway. What the hell? Um, so uh, I took a lot of space under the desk. I had to drill a new four inch, I think, or a three inch hole into the desk. And from there, that behind the mixer, so that kind of became the point where a lot of things would transition to underneath the desk, and that would come back, uh, you know, to go above the desk. Uh, I also got, and this was the interesting one. I overbought it by a long shot, uh, but in order to make cables a little more seamly on my desk uh, and in various points around, like I've still got to use uh, for the rest of this. I sound like a hoarder. Uh, but I've got to I got to use for the rest of this as well to take care of the cables running along the floorboards to at least have them enclosed in something. And the cool thing about it is it's black here, so on the black surface of my desk or anywhere I, I want it to disappear against black, I got that. You turn it around, it's white, and it condenses down to I think an inch and a quarter, uh, or an inch and an eighth or something. That's about the size of the tube. I'm I can't believe I'm streaming showing people the size of my tube. Um, so this was great for doing that as well as just attaching some of this underneath in some spaces in order to have the cables route through. And that was, that was a lifesaver because every, almost every one of the things I'm mentioning that I actually had to buy in order to pull this off, they're all under $20. So the, the bamboo thing I found, or the, I should say monitor stacks, not a bamboo and it's curved. So it's really neat. It keeps everything. You don't care. Um, that that came in at about 20 bucks. This uh, uh, neoprene stuff, again, it was under $20. I know that. I don't have the exact cost. But, you know, that is the point where it's kind of like, okay, well, if I can find 20 bucks, I could do this. So yeah, I did. Uh, same thing with the mega pack of 50 or 100 Velcro straps. You know, I just have a, I had a whole uh, slew of those. So I went ahead and just made sure that I could... Um, you know, uh, adequately hide things away. Uh, Ryan Connolly saying two size, two tube size matters. Also, hey Lee uh, and uh, Dylan on Facebook. Nice of you guys to join in. Anyway, I uh, I got uh, everything pretty well organized. Uh, I used uh, the 3M square sticky pads in some places in order to secure some things up against the underside of the desk. I already had a piece of cable channeling, which I dedicated to the power management for the laptops. Uh, every one of those also, too, has some type of dock coming off of it. The MacBook has a, it's like a dongle that becomes the dock for the monitor, the keyboard, all that jazz. Uh, the other computer has a USB-C dock. So, you know, everything is, is very minimized. The only thing I've got to look out for now is the thing that I, I had happen today. And that was the uh, the first out of secured area cable run. It's the one you always dread. Because I, I really did a lot. To, I also used the same Velcro tabs to group cables together underneath. As well as, you know, at some point I've got power also completely uh, tailored underneath the desk. It's adhered to the bottom. I can plug in a numerous things along... Uh, different routes. I was able to take all the audio equipment and the machines that connect to the audio equipment and they all are on the same power strip. So they all have the same power source uh, trying to eliminate what are called ground loop buzz. It 
it's a thing. Uh, so uh, I also, at the point where power and the Ethernet connection to the router, uh, to the Wi-Fi router, that those are secured using the Velcro straps along the legs. I wanted to use the neoprene tubes to seal around the legs and just make them black so you couldn't see the cables at all, but that didn't happen. But uh, one of the things I discovered, I am amazed how long I've been able to just talk about me. Uh, I guess I shouldn't be. Um, I was able to, ooh, gotta stop doing the ups. Uh, I discovered when I was uh, randomly doing a test here uh, for speed, I was getting numbers way lower than I'm supposed to be getting given my uh, level of service that I get from Comcast in serving the needs of a teen and a main family room and sometimes uh, another room streaming video as well as all the nonsense I do in here. I have I like whatever the high capacity service is from Xfinity. Um, more than I probably want to spend, but at least... It's something that uh, it has a practical application, right? I guess. <laughs> uh, Leroy Velasquez saying, if Will were to read his kids before read to his kids before bed, uh, but actually just tell stories of his home improvement projects, what would the children's book be called? Uh, boring ass book for kids to hear. That's what it would be. Uh, may as well just give it a nice big bold title. Put a cute, uh, big uh, kind of polar bear looking thing on the front as the uh, character that's reading the story and just do that. Uh, anyway, doing the speed test on the router, I discovered I was getting performance I wasn't expecting uh, lower. And then I realized I'm, you know, in trying to uh, budget appropriately in order to try and spend effectively, uh, I was trying not to buy additional items when I got my own Wi-Fi router. Sounds like a contradiction, but okay. I, uh, but so I was reusing an ethernet cable I already had. I needed a long run cause I got to go from the, where the router arrives over here, down six feet from the cabinet, at least, uh, eight feet over at least eight feet out and then route up through the desk. So, uh, with all those numbers, I had to get a long cable. So today I'm like, oh, well, let's see if this does fix it. I'll just quickly swap it out. But now I realize I've got a cable that Although it's routing appropriately through the final point, it's not secured to the leg. I still haven't wrapped anything behind me. Uh, and I've got an entire cable now that I also have to remove from everywhere that it's connected, bundled, uh, tied to underneath the desk. So uh, all I'm saying is down there, it's going to be a party when I finally get that cable out. So the question is, how long is the cable I disconnected going to remain? Um, and how long until I get everything tied back down the way I should. Those are the two challenges I know, because when I took everything apart in here, I discovered so many things that I had wired it up. And, you know, when you're doing something like this, when you insist on, for some reason, incorporating a live element into the show that you're doing, uh, whether you're just running audio or in this case, complicating it by doing audio and video, you know, any one of things could go wrong. Any one of the cables could go bad, especially when you're trying to be cheap and reuse crap. And so many times you'll be quickly rewiring something or you get a new piece of equipment in or you're replacing something with something that, you know, uh, is better. Uh, however you got it, you're, you're putting that in and you're excited to make it work, but sometimes the connections aren't necessarily the same and it's just faster to abandon something 
disconnect that real quick. Let me run a new one uh, because you're up against the wire and trying to, to get the job done. So, and not the paying job, just screwing around here on the internet. So uh, I, I had plenty of those that I discovered. And actually the, the crowning achievement, if I haven't shown it already, uh, for me, uh, because uh, I've already even on this made comment that, geez, I sound like a hoarder. That's because uh, I do to a terrifying degree. And, and right now it's just a slightly overrun, never clean garage. But now it's like there's things in the bookshelves here. And like one of my, my wife asked me, well, why are you keeping those? And I'm like, well, I thought I could. And then I realized I sounded like every single person that I've ever heard on hoarders that doesn't seem to be completely off their nut, but they're just overrun with these little things because they always have an idea or a plan for them. And that's the point where I'm like, okay, I'm putting these in the garbage bag, moving on. Um, I had a lot of elements like that. So for me, obviously in recycling wiring as much as I appear to have an issue with, I made sure I kept only one of everything that I thought would be useful. And then I got it all in a nice big tackle box. So I've got the important power cords that I need, audio cables and PC stuff or computer stuff at the lower level underneath the organizer you pull out. And then it's got a tiny organizer on top that I'm able to put USB drives, memory sticks, all that like in there. So I'm, I'm genuinely surprised and shocked at myself for then getting rid of all of the other cables. And, and even with this, once this one gets pulled back out, I just need to accept the fact it has outlived its usefulness. It is time to get rid of it. Uh, you can keep it whole, maybe find either somewhere to donate to, or if you know it's going to become an issue, you cut off both ends on a network cable. And now it's a piece of wire that someone have to recap off. So shred it and get rid of it. And that's what I've, I've been trying to do a lot. I've been trying to focus on getting rid of things. Uh, looking around though, you know, it's, it's not necessarily really happening because, well, there's just a lot of stuff in here. Not that I'm saying I'm a hoarder, please don't, don't get concerned. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a hoarder. Okay. That's not what I'm trying to imply, but I'm just saying that there are, there are er definite areas for improvement and it, actually getting rid of uh, cables seems to be a bit of a thing for me. So because I, there's, I, I bet you right now, if I go into any random drawer in the house, I'm going to find some cables and, and I'm probably the one that left them there. Right. And the reason why I did it is because, oh no, I, I could use that. And I, at the point now I know that's got to be a trigger. If you hear yourself say, okay, I could use that. You're not going to use it. Forget it. Get rid of it. You don't need it. Right. <laughs> Ryan Connolly's pointing out, of course, being the enabler he is, Cat5 can be terminated as a few different things. That's the truth, Ryan. However, it is also uh, the devil's truth because, um, you know, it's it's that kind of thinking that makes me hold on to it. And I know it's just got to go. That's another fun thing, too, about rewiring in here is because now I've got one cable that is, it's acting up. It's got a little bit of short on it. And, and now I know I, right now I'm still wiggle, willing to just wiggle it, not because I'm trying to save a cable, uh, but because I know that it has to be disconnected and, and I would have to reconnect it. So it means it doesn't need to be unraveled. The beautiful thing about tying down cables is once you've done it, they look nice and neat. Uh, the terrifying thing about it is when you got to take something out of there, you know, 
It's but I'm not going to cut it off at the desk. And just like, okay, well, here's one piece gone. Now here's the other visible stuff after it comes off the desk. I'll just leave this one here until I finally have to take it apart. That won't get me anywhere. That'll just get me overrun with more Gundam cables. Um, oh, there was one other techie thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, but I can't think of what it was. Uh, one thing I will say, though, uh, we are now... Today is the 9th, the 25th, doing the math. That means 16 days awake. And seriously, unfortunately, this is the way I'm thinking about it. I'm sure my wife is already IDing an issue and she just hasn't brought it up to me yet. Um, But, you know, I am starting to do exactly what I said I wasn't going to do. I was actually... um, looking at every bit of material that Marvel is giving us in way of uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, I have not avoided anything. I find out there's a new clip, and I, I say, okay, I won't look, but then I have to. And that's now leading me down the path of, of starting to get into speculation territory. And I've got I've to stop. I don't know if you guys are doing that. I know it's it's one of the things I've been doing lately. Um, and, and you know, I pretty much feel like I'm at the point where I we all kind of can figure out. I'm not saying a single word in case there is anybody pe- that is able to keep themselves, uh, you know, perfect and pristine and, and unheard and unknown of anything coming up, even though they really want to see this movie. Um, I, I'm not one of them, clearly. Uh, but I have a good idea about at least the series of just some of the opening events. But other than that, the other two thirds of this, or, you know, whoever knows how, what small percentage, the other, uh, let's say 85%. I have no idea where it's going and I'm glad for it. I'm very happy for that. Uh, I'm just glad that I've got my tickets. Ryan Connolly saying, I'm not overthinking it at all, which I'm sure is going to lead into the fact that, uh, he's probably not thinking about it at all. And I want to be, I want to be in that realm. Uh, but unfortunately I'm not. And I'm also starting to get concerned that I'm going to have some type of, uh, Avengers Endgame depression because, uh, much in the same way that you hear about people suffering from a depression after they've actually gotten through their wedding, because it was, there was all this buildup and then there was this thing And so much of you has been focused on that thing. Not that I'm making at all a comparison between getting married and seeing Avengers Endgame. Obviously, we are talking about two completely different levels uh, of importance in a person's life. Um, uh, I'm talking marriage is the big one, by the way. I just there may be some of you who who aren't thinking that way. I just want to make sure we're clear. That's the real deal. Uh, Avengers Endgame will come and go, uh, but uh, but you know, marriage—that's that's that's a legal legally binding contract. Every time we buy a ticket at a movie theater, that's a gamble. We're 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 willing to put our money down, and we're hoping it's going to pay out. And we sit down and we take in the media, and we see it, and we enjoy it, and we're thankful for it, or we didn't enjoy it. So one, you won. Uh, the other one, you crapped out. That's just the way it is. Or you get a mediocre experience. Doesn't matter either way. Um. Where was I going with all that nonsense? Oh, I'm, I am a little worried about getting depression after it. Cause you know, it's just like, it has been this thing that, that it has been building for a year 
I, it, but I didn't feel this way about um, The Last Jedi in some respect. I don't know why I'm nerd quantifying here, uh, but I am, and I'm sorry for that. Uh, anyway, I, I, I really need to have a cutoff point now. I really do need to draw the line and just stop looking, and I really hope they're going to stop giving us any other content other than what they've shown. But at the same time, I, I think the most interesting thing here is to see this different wing of this massive entertainment company that uh, Disney has become, uh, and through Marvel, uh, Marvel, uh, what is it? Marvel Studios. Uh, they we are now seeing what the power of the House of Mouse behind this is uh, is going to do in order to push this. Now they've, I, I mean. Honestly, this movie needs no marketing. You're not going to get anybody in to see this that isn't already sold on it. Okay, you're not. It, it's it. At most, the only thing you're doing is maybe picking up somebody that's taking a friend who isn't normally into these things, but they heard about how uh, this big thing happened at, at Avengers: Infinity War, and they want to be part of the zeitgeist of Avengers: Endgame. You might be picking up those people, but other than that, this movie. Uh, clearly from uh, AMC's uh, servers getting knocked over uh, by ticket sales, uh, probably just because of the sheer demand, uh, not of any particular theater, but just the system overall being taxed by numerous requests per second. Uh, this movie is selling itself. The only thing this movie is, is going to, uh, have a story to tell when it comes to box office is what the percentage of drop off will be the second weekend. Other than that, we are going to hear what I anticipate would be an, an, an uh, unanticipatedly high number for opening weekend. But then again, the way the ticket sales are going, uh, they probably already know opening weekend. They've already got that all detailed and mapped out because the majority of the ticket sales that are happening online probably have a percentage of a, a of the in theater purchases as well. Uh, with ticket pre-sales, they already know what they're going to do, even though Shazam finished higher uh, than expected. So, you know, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, or maybe Shazam had a different purchasing audience that did less online and more at the box office, and that's why their prediction was low. Now, I'm see, I'm, I'm traveling into that... Uh, Pictures and articles and, and scribblings on paper all tacked up to a wall with red yarn going 20 ways to Sunday. I got to stop. <laughs> I got to stop thinking. Uh, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. But what I do think, oh, here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. And unfortunately, talking about it without somebody uh, to talk against on it is, is a little difficult. Uh, because it's the kind of thing where you're fishing for an opinion. Uh, and unfortunately, yes, it does uh, relate to Avengers again. And if by somehow you haven't been already spoiled about Avengers Infinity War, uh, half of everybody's gone. I mean, you can even see that in the ads now. So it's not like you'd be worried about spoiling that for anybody. But I did um, I did have one thing. Uh, Leroy Velasquez, dude, I'm not sure I want to reread this one. Uh, he says, I don't know, Will. Technically, the MCU has outlasted my marriage. Okay, true enough. But, you know, it's all right, man. We continue on, right? That's what you do. And and you are, so good for you. Uh, Ryan Connolly pointing out it's going to be three effing hours. Yeah, definitely if I get a drink for that movie, I will not uh, be um, having anything in that drink 
I'm going to have to do a, a fluid embargo. It's like I'm not going to have anything up to two hours before I go to the movie theater. And then if I do get a drink there, then I will uh, not be nursing said drink until. Oh, I know I'm going to get a drink. We'll go into the fan event. They're giving us a coin and a free drink. Uh, so I'm definitely going to have a drink. Don't know what the size will be, uh, but uh, I definitely will not be touching it until at least hour one of three, because then I've at least got the potential of enjoying it an hour or two and not having to worry about it, hopefully till the end of hour three. A little more information that I'm sure everybody wanted and not the topic I wanted to talk about on uh, on Endgame. Actually, I wanted to talk about Infinity War, though. And, and this kind of thinking is going to sound weird. And it's the kind of thing that, you know, nobody really expects you to think about on something like this. A completely, uh, you know, uh, marketable piece of entertainment is what uh, Avengers Infinity War is when it boils down to it. It's a piece of fiction. It's a movie. It's nothing real. Uh, but uh, thinking about that universe, as we have now been kind of forced to do, uh, in many, well, not forced to do, but there are like little things that make us question things about the parallels between that world and our world, especially when in Captain Marvel, spoilers, you've got Stanley's cameo holding the Mallrat script, doing his uh, line from uh, his appearance, one of his lines from his appearance in Mallrat. So, you know, it's kind of like our two realities have crossed, but that uh, happened way after the snap. And the part that I was thinking about on that is uh, I've already talked about the existential crisis uh, that would come about if you know the whole resolution of this is somebody unsnaps the snap and uh, now people that were dusted are back and then you get into your own panic on the meaning of life and spirituality and afterlife and this and that you know because they, they come back and what if there's nothing to remember from when you were gone so why can't you remember if you were there and now you're back are you the real you clearly lots of existentialism uh, or existential crisis items that could pop up in that. But then I thought about it the flip side. And yes, this is the kind of stuff that I think about when I'm, when I'm out, uh, you know, doing random tasks at the grocery store, little things to fill my mind, uh, picking up around the backyard. These thoughts still pop into my head. Um, part of the reason I wanted to talk to him with Trent, um, is uh, something really, uh, silly, but, but if you think about it, so we're here on earth. And well, okay, you're in the fictional Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let me be clear. And suddenly, 50% of everyone is gone. And I think HBO even had a, a series about this, like The Left Behind, The Leftovers, or I don't remember what it was. But um, with, uh, with this, if 50% of everyone is gone, what are the religious implications on that particular... Uh, universe, if you will. What are the implications on Earth, though, there? So in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, what happens? You know, are the Christians going to raise up their arms and say, see, we were right, it was the this or that, or other religions from their own uh, perspectives, are they going to say what it was? And would that cause infighting, you know? And not to mention, uh, the other thing that I don't know why I started thinking about is, if 50% of everybody is gone, so that's 50% of the livestock, so everything's still pretty much, you know, the same that way, but, uh, you know, just think about the infrastructure uh, impact and business and everything else, because instantly, just in loose theory, 50% of the economy, the spending economy is effectively gone, 50% uh, of the producers are gone, 50% of the, 
You know, people that run power factories are gone. 50% of the people at municipalities are gone. And yeah, sure, the supply and the demand may be a little balanced in this scenario, but, you know, this was an indiscriminate thing. So you're not necessarily going to get either the smartest or the dumbest people as the ones that are saved. And are there going to be people that are are qualified to be doctors? Are there enough doctors left? Uh, Are there enough people to teach other people to be doctors? I think... uh, you know, in that circumstance, it, it kind of also takes me back to the thinking of the stand at which, by the way, is like my favorite Stephen King book. So, you know, it all kind of goes in the same direction uh, where I don't know, it's in a, in a way I'm kind of drawn in by the pondering of what happens to society in those circumstances or the walking dead. And if we did have some type of, uh, of global catastrophe, you know, what is the world like in the aftermath? Um, wow. Way to end on a really up note. Well, anyway, uh, I, uh, I, those thoughts popped through my head and I didn't even know why. Um, I, uh, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things. It's, and it's interesting that what other people would just call a silly comic book movie is something that, that can make you have these kind of questions. And, you know, if somebody else were there, you could have an intellectual debate about them to some level, uh, on it. Uh, you know, and I never would have expected that from something like this. Also, I would, I, I don't think I ever would have expected that I'm, I'm kind of so invested in any type of entertainment. You know, that's not something that I, I think I have actually felt in any way, shape or form since the Star Wars saga being a kid. I think in those circumstances, I had that type of anticipation and excitement and it was in a world where information was, was far less available. So maybe that's part of the reason why, because we keep growing as an informational uh, group and we keep finding new ways to share information and get it faster and, and, and faster and stronger. Well, not stronger. Uh, but with all of these, uh, tidbits at, at our fingertips. I maybe that's the reason why in this particular case, I'm so eager for a piece of entertainment, which is a silly thing. I think, you know, you should really be looking forward to the things in your life that you have, you know, when you, when you wake up, it's like, Oh, well, I've still got a home over my head or a roof over my head and got a beautiful family. I should be spending time with them. I'm not talking to myself inside of a, a room in my house, much as I'm doing now. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, we can look forward to these things because, you know, there's the good stuff in our lives, the bad stuff in our lives and entertainment helps distract us from that, which is what I hope in some way, shape or form I was able to do for you today. Um, but that's it. Uh, that's a wrap for tonight. Uh, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter, nethead, WW Trent is, uh, it's a part of him. Uh, the show is netheads on air. Be sure if you haven't, Go to the Facebook channel and subscribe or tell a friend to subscribe or, you know, here on Facebook, make sure you got friends liking the page because, you know, it's fun to do it, but it's also fun to get interaction back. And the more people that are at the party, more chatter that's going on, more ability to walk around to the another group of people and interact with them and get to know some folks. So let's spread the one love, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, until next time, uh, we'll be back soon this is netheads with will wilkins and trent hunsaker signing off i know right but stop being a little nancy and deal with it 
Netheads. Netheads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.